The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 38 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, the membership director for Wealth Builders, and I'm joined by Mr. Kevin Whelan, founder. Good morning, Christian. Nice to talk to you today. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing well, thanks. Looking forward to today's episode. Uh, no sugar coating allowed on this one. No, well, we're continuing the theme of business, but we thought we'd kind of just take a pause this week and actually just look at some of the personal side of business because, as many business owners will appreciate and entrepreneurs, it can be a rocky ride at times. And there are times when it may feel like stress and overwhelm are kind of taking over in business. So we thought we'd just take a second this week to focus on some of those areas. Yeah, I think it's true of wealth building in general, Chris, you know, so although we've got a fantastic uh, guest today, uh, the wonderful, the enigmatic, the very driven, but very vulnerable uh, Penny Power, uh, who's such a pioneer in the business networking and the connection of entrepreneurs that I think she's the only person I know, Chris, who is humble and has, in her proud possession, an order of the British Empire, sir. No higher order than that, having an OBE. I mean, that's that's some recognition, and that's not just from entrepreneurs, that's from the, the whole nation. Yeah, well, Penny truly was an early pioneer of social networking and truly believes in the power of building online communities and, and offline as well. And Yes, Penny did a TED Talk, which I know you watched recently, didn't you, Kevin, as well? So she shared a lot in that talk about how her life in business has been. Yeah, and I think what's interesting about this, and I would encourage anybody to go and look at that, and I'm sure you could put that in the show notes, Chris, is you know, life and business and wealth building is always going to be punctuated by difficulties. You know, we know this is true, don't we, with uh, with time and with overwhelm, uh, particularly people trying to make a transition. But the point is, you have to push through all of those things. And when you push through and you work that bit harder and you bring all the, the necessary leverage of the connection, which I think, you know, remember episode two, Chris, we talked about the drifters who kind of keep thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, but don't do it. And then the DIYers who kind of do things on their own, almost like the the baby boomers who never ask for help, you know, you're that kind of a generation. Um, and then we've got those who are dynamic who recognize that sometimes it's just great to both reach out for help and to be a helper. And I think that's what Penny is, you know. So while she's laying no dramatic claims to selling a business for multi-multi-millions or anything like that, I think she's um, testing me to the fact that you've got to live the life that you want and not get caught up in doing things that you really don't like and you don't want to do and just push through, do a bit of hard work for a, you know, for a period of time and then you're free for the rest of your life. And I think that's the key message. So I think it's probably good to hand over to Penny and uh, have a listen to our conversation. Hey, Penny, welcome to Wealth Talk. Hello, wonderful to be here. Yeah, it's great to see you, Penny. Now, Penny, let's kick off by just finding out a little bit more about you for our listeners. So how long have you personally been in business? So I started in business at 19 and I'm 55 now. 
But I started off in my own business being an entrepreneur when I was 33. Um, so up until I was 30, 33, I suppose I I got a salary. Can you imagine? You're in the rat race. <laughs> I was in the rat race. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, we're talking about business as an asset, Penny. You're familiar with the seven pillars of wealth. And we heard last week from John Warlow, and he was talking about creating a business that has recurring income and how that gives you predictability, peace of mind. And of course, when it comes to selling a business, if that's your end goal, then that recurring income is a really important piece that the buyer will want to see. So what's your experience in many different types of business that I know you've been involved in, Penny? What are some of the challenges maybe with, you know, selecting the model from the beginning so that it can grow to be a business that actually runs without you? Yeah, so when Thomas and I started Academy in uh, 98, which for anybody that wonders who Academy is, it was, the, um, it was the first social network for business. It was four years before LinkedIn. We had a belief around people paying monthly um and people paying for the service and uh, people paid on a software as a service SaaS way and that was you know a fantastic way of the predictability in our business it was only a small amounts it was 10 pounds 10 dollars 10 euros and we went across the whole world with that model but we're talking about very early 2000s so we started the business in 98 we were ready to launch the SaaS model um, the, the subscription model in 2000. LinkedIn didn't start till 2002, Facebook 2004, Twitter 2006. So we were really trailblazing the concept of it. But it definitely helped us on cash flow um, and it helped us to see what we could invest and it helped us to get investors having that model because it was, um, you know, it was a healthy model of money that you could see going forward, which was fantastic. <clears throat> And I know you mentor a lot of business owners now, Penny. What are some of the challenges you see with business owners um, when they're, you know, starting out or even established? What are some of the pitfalls? I recognize a huge amount of them because I called myself an accidental entrepreneur for years. I think moving from being a business person in a business where your skill, you know, when you're employed, you have a particular skill that you're employed to do in a department. You know, so you probably work in marketing or sales or finance. And within that, you have a particular skill. And usually people then take that skill into their business. And I would call that your primary skill. I think the pitfalls I see over and over and over again is that nobody starts with all of the business disciplines and the skills around it. Um, so I'd call those the secondary skills that you have in your business. Um, and that can be, that is vast, isn't it? I mean, I actually look at, I added up the other day how many software as a service tools I use to run our little business, which is just Thomas and I, right? 48. Wow. Can you believe it? Mm -hmm. I, I spend 1200 pounds a month on software as a service in our business. And, but that is the job of probably two or three people, you know, that I'm doing through automation and through just being able to nudge the odd thing. So, um, you know, that's just looking at the digital skills part. And I think, and then there's mindset, you know, there's understanding your mindset to business, understanding your vulnerabilities, your ability to take risk, your resilience, da, 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 da. And that varies by, you can almost look at your psychometric tests that are, you know, there's a wealth of those mm -hmm. to discover where those character vulnerabilities will show up. Yeah, we're both fans of wealth dynamics, aren't we? 
Yeah, we are. And then I suppose the third, so if the first was, you know, your, your, your strong mind, which I think is really critical, understanding yourself. Then there's your digital skills to have those disciplines or leadership skills. And then, and then the other one is the skills of being connected and, and really understanding how to build your brand and um, be connected online in an authentic way and, and knowing how to reach out to people, which still, you know, t- 20 years on from Academy launching and 16 years on from LinkedIn launching, still people are very poor at that. Um, yes. And I know this is close to your heart as well, isn't it? It's connectivity. And your book that you released last year, Penny, congratulations on that. Business is personal. I know you're, you're very busy still even, you know, uh, you know yeah. nearly a year later speaking and uh, sharing this. But tell us a little bit about why you wrote that book, Penny. So um, when I started out as an entrepreneur when I was 33, I just had this passion, this belief system around us being connected as friends online as business people. So we had MySpace and Friends Reunited in the UK were big, but that was all for the consumer. And I thought surely we could have one for business people. And when I started it, I was still breastfeeding my third child. I had a toddler and a little girl just started school. It wasn't my intention to build a global business. Um, And all that that would take. And I think the definition of ambition for people is really important. I, I hadn't really defined what level of sacrifice I was willing to make and what my level of ambition was. We had a very simple, middle-class life, living fairly predictably um, and safe. And Thomas, you know, was a great breadwinner for us. I was doing a bit of stuff. It was all safe and then I went into this mind <laughs> of being an entrepreneur without any awareness of my ability to take risk, my resilience, parts of my character that really started to show up. And so the reason I wrote Business is Personal, because that all came crashing down around me two years ago when I was diagnosed with PTSD, which was triggered by trolls. Thomas and I had 17 trolls that gave us a lot of pain when we had Academy. Mm. And now, just, just to explain the troll for anyone who might not know what that yeah. is, Penny. Well, that's just somebody who is full of hate and irrational hate. And actually that term didn't exist when we started having it. Nobody was trolling. Police didn't understand it. But this is people that have a vendetta against you. And they had it against us because we banned them from our community because they were revolting people and we wanted to protect our community. But, you know, at that time, none of what you hear now was going on. I mean, talking 12 years ago, that started. But what was interesting, two years ago, a troll came back into my life and I had been troll-free <laughs> for six years wasn't expecting it. It was at a time when I was going through a lot of pressure, personal and business. Resilience was a bit lower, obviously. Anyway, this triggered something, which then got diagnosed as PTSD, which then took me into saying, I need to see a psychologist, which was the best thing I've ever done. Um, And seriously, the best thing I've ever done. Because um, I think one of the things about an, an entrepreneur is they are very independent, which is a strength. But the overdone strength of, a, of an entrepreneur is they are very independent. They don't go and ask for help and they don't allow their vulnerabilities to show up. Um, and 
you know, we're told you've got to be resilient. And I thought I was very proud of how resilient I was against a lot of financial challenges, a lot of um, emotional challenges, loss, traumas in our family. Um, but it, again, it, in the end, it happened and it did affect me quite deeply. Didn't mean I was a shaking wreck in the corner of a room. I just had to reassess my life and make sure that I was going to lead a business life that was right for me. And and that is the type, that's the subtitle of my book, Business is Personal, Be the Leader of Your Life and Business. I never considered that. So through really deeply looking at myself, I realized the lack of self-care I had and also character sort of vulnerabilities. Like, for example, I'm incredibly conscientious as a person. I, I can never let anyone down. Um, in fact, I got 95 out of 100 on a conscientious test, which is off the scale madness. But equally, I got 88 out of 100 on how agreeable I am. Well, if you're very agreeable and want to say yes to everyone, you're very conscientious and you don't want to let anyone down, it doesn't take a genius to realize how overwhelming that is. So now those are two character traits that I, I'm happy with. I like being agreeable. I like helping people. And I like being very conscientious. And from a very young age, I used to do my homework at the beginning of a summer holiday. All my project was done by day two. You know, I, I have to get things done. Um, so I don't want to change that, but I have to learn to work around it. And the other thing is that I need certainty. As a person, I need certainty. Some people like to know that life is uncertain. Some people like risk. Some people like variety. Some people get bored very easily. I have a deep need for certainty. You know, when I met Thomas when I was 24, I had two endowment policies on my mortgage. I had a school fees policy set up for two children I hadn't even conceived. And I had a healthcare policy. Well, what 24-year-old thinks like that, especially all those years ago? So I need certainty, but I took myself into a world of high risk. So again, you need to learn how to work with that. So that's what prompted me to write Business is Personal, because when I was sitting in the room with this psychologist, learning stuff, I thought if I had known all this before I was an entrepreneur, or at least when I was starting embarking on risk and building assets and all the stuff that we advocate, I would have had a better, more enjoyable, less stressful journey and probably would have been able to be more successful mm. at the end of the day. And now that you've obviously published the book, Penny, and you're speaking and, and, peop and people are really seeing you as a champion for this message, are you realizing just how many people in business are struggling? Christian, it's unbelievable. It's, it's deeply disturbing and unbelievable what is beautiful is that we you know if you look at um change you know when you look at behavioral change in a person or in an organization or in society if 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 this was let me get something i can hold up that you can see so say can you see my ruler i can right if this was a balance yeah and we feel that we need to change because we're all the way over here what we tend to do is all the way over there and then eventually we come back to balanced and we don't go back that way, but we stay in the middle. And I think the world has gone a little bit over that way. So because we went so online, it's all become fake. Uh, because we're all so online, people who don't even suit the online world are feeling overwhelmed by it and don't know how to get the skills. So everything needs to be rebalanced. 
And what I found in sharing my story is that there is a particular group of people that cannot retire, that don't have their pensions worked out, that probably haven't sorted out their property, 50 plus, um, haven't been able to create the assets in their lives, have had a lot of adversity, have had to cope with economic and technical disruption, but they're going to have to work for the next, potentially for the next 20 years. Um, and when I talk to that sector, just by telling them that this is normal, that you're not on your own, that I've been through a lot of this, that I know I've got to work for another 20 years, um, that I'm a good person, that I'm a skilled person, but I've had to find my way through it. Just saying that seems to relieve them of a lot of the stress they have because they feel so alone in their pain and when, and hard to admit it to people. And I think as a torchbearer on this subject, I don't mind laying myself out there and I have enough inner self-value really to feel that if I'm judged by this, then those are the sort of people I don't want to know anyway. And so hopefully by be my honesty and my journey and also my recovery, I allow people to feel better about themselves. And that's a, a big driver for me because I think if you feel better about yourself, then you can get up and change and adapt and reinvent and find new ways and learn. So, mm. yeah. And it is true that on social media, you know, the, the brush always paints a very, you know, pretty picture of success and, uh, you know, the fame and entrepreneurship in general is often, you know, glamorized. Um, and, and we know the reality of business is, is hard and there is stress, there's rejection, yep. there's overwhelm. Despite all of those challenges, though, Penny, why do you like the business asset class so much? And why do you feel it's an important piece for, for, for not everybody, but for some people when it comes to building their, their, their long-term wealth? So I personally love it because I get to, being my own business owner, I get to express my own values, tell my own story, build a business that's right for me. And I have that autonomy. But a lot of people come to me and say, you know, I want freedom. I mean, I think that's a big value for most people. Freedom, financial freedom, yeah. uh, freedom of choice. To me, the ultimate form of freedom is when you're free to be yourself. To, you know, and I think there is a big gap between the identity that people put forward and their truth. And when you compress that and you get rid of that gap, you reduce a lot of the stress that people hold. And I suppose that's what I want to trailblaze, that that you know find your own truth find the life that you is right for you and build the people around you that are right for you um and i love being a business owner for that reason um and it also allows me to have the impact i want to have and i do want to work till i die um hopefully i don't die until i'm in my 90s my father's 92 and he's amazing um so I, I hope I live a long life and I don't really want to retire because I'm doing what I love doing. And for as long as I believe I can have impact. So I completely advocate having your own business. But I do advocate understanding yourself before you do it. Um, and if, like me, you have to take a step back to do that and go and get help or join a mastermind class or get a coach or see a psychologist or whatever, 
get rid of baggage because we all do create limiting beliefs about ourselves because of the knocks. Um, and I know I used to be much more ambitious than I am now. I'm quite happy to keep myself slightly protected now. But I hope my next journey will be that I will allow risk into my life again. You know, but I've got to, I've got to get to that point. And, that, and I will have to become that ambitious person again. At the moment, I'm really enjoying what I'm on, the journey I'm on now, which is safer. And I love it. It's great. I really yeah. appreciate you taking time to share with us today, Penny, and Welcome. wishing you all the best for the future. Oh, I've loved it. Thank you for asking me those questions. Okay. So refreshing there to hear Penny's honesty, Kevin. Well, I think so. And, you know, the reason why I think we thought this would be a useful addition is, to be honest, you know, we live in a time right now, you know, we're just bumping up to election time in the UK. Uh, so we've got a timestamp here, haven't we, just about around the corner. And uh, we've got a huge time of uncertainty. And one of the things about, you know, uncertainty is it's great to be surrounded by people in a community. So I wanted to remind the listeners, really, that there's a brilliant community that helps people in, in all sorts of situations, and that's the Wealth Builder community. And we want to grow that community so that we can imagine people both reaching out for help and being humble and vulnerable to reach out for help. But when they get to that place of financial certainty, that level of financial independence, then you know they're able to reach behind and help others across that divide from financial uncertainty to certainty. And you know the only way really to become financially certain, and if you know personal tolls and troubles and all sorts of things, you know that would happen. And, and I would encourage anybody to get a little bit more of an insight into Penny's story by watching her TED talk and see what she's really been through. But what's great to know is principles will override that and support you. So if you can understand there are seven ways to build wealth, and then if you subscribe to the process of uh, practicing the principles, doing something every single month, getting to that place of turning the wheel, getting financially independent in more than one pillar, not just one, because one is always risky. You might remember we had a conversation with Richard last week and we talked about the um, the metrics, the drivers of a business. And one of the fundamental questions that I always ask business owners is the, is the number one prevalent in your life. So if it's a one supplier, one, you know, one source of customer and so forth. So similarly, if your wealth is built on one pillar and one pillar alone, fundamentally it's weaker. So by building upon more pillars, you can become financially bulletproof. So it doesn't matter who's in government. It doesn't matter the state of the economy, the value of the pound. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. If you're financially safe, it's much easier to cope with these things because I've seen people who get the same trials and tribulations, you know, personally that can happen in a life like Penny's life. But if you imagine if you didn't have any money coming in, you know, you have to face personal tribulation at the time of financial stress. I mean, that's just the worst combination. So I would just implore everybody to think about building their wealth in pillars and connecting into the community. That's, I think, the reason why this is such a good podcast. Mm. And I think a strong message that came from Penny is knowing yourself. And we talked about wealth dynamics, which 
if you haven't had a listen to episode six, we'll definitely point you back to that episode where we talked about understanding your wealth dynamic profile for, um, you know, really finding your flow as a business owner, as an entrepreneur. And it's really important to understand where your strengths lie, because when you start a business and uh, you have many hats to wear at the beginning, it can easily lead to overwhelm and stress. And so focusing on the things you're good at and building that team around you, connecting with others who can help you in those early days of business can really, really help as well. That's a great point, Chris, because, you know, especially those people who are transitioning from jobs where they've got kind of one job to do within a structure which has already been created for them, and then they find themselves in business where all of a sudden, as Michael Gerber would say, you know, instead of having one job, you've got 21 and there's 19 of them you don't know how to do. And this is a this is a challenge. So it's it's quite important, and we keep coming back to the same point: that stick to the principles. You know, get your education. Make sure you've got some good, solid, trusted, proactive support. Make sure connections are an important part of your life. And that's the first three steps in the wheel of wealth. And we're proud we've created those, and we're proud they work. And we're delighted that you know people are powering through. Some people still struggling a little. But that struggle isn't unnoticed, and we're here to help you and help you push through that. So, I think we'll get back on track next week, Chris, with some of the more technical aspects of um, how to build a business, how to make a business strong, what are the principles behind a business. So, going beyond just the eight drivers we spoke about last week, but uh, we'll hear from another action coach, very solid, trusted friend of Wealth Builders, who's worked with me personally for best part of uh, six or seven years now a guy called Chris Henry, and uh, he tells it like it is. That's it. So I think the message for today is just to really make sure sure that if you're interested in the business pillar, then it's about building a business that's right for you and knowing knowing yourself. Yeah. So looking forward to getting back on to more of the technical stuff next week with Chris. Okay. Until next week, Chris. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.